everyone. Welcome to another episode of Thriving Talk. This is another Dadson edition in which me, Tim, gets a chance to ask my dad Tingle Thompson questions. Hi, Dad. Hello. So, a quick reminder to all our listeners. Thriving Talk is available on many different platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and more. So, for today's topic, we're going to talk about a more of a personal topic and we're going to talk about the struggles with the bivocational ministry. So, I want to start off, what is a bivocational ministry and are there many people who do that? Absolutely. Uh, by the way, I'm a bivocational. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, what is a bivocational ministry? I will try to explain this in a very uh, simple way. So, bivocational ministry is someone who does the ministry um, especially in a church setting, uh, as a pastor, uh, as a main pastor. I'm not talking about just people who may be preaching once in a month or you know once in a while, no. But who have a primary responsibility, they are taking care of those things uh, of the church. And then uh, also they are working. Uh, it could be part-time, full-time. Uh, so those uh, people... Uh, in, in the Bible, actually, uh, we see uh, there are instances where Apostle Paul, in order to support himself, uh, does tent-making. So this is also called a tent-making ministry where um, a minister or somebody who is doing the ministry is not getting any support or anything from anyone else, but they are actually doing the ministry. Now, when you ask about this question, are there many people doing it? Uh, my estimate is that there are uh, many who do it, and uh, most of the time, I have seen that people who buy vocational ministry uh, are uh, very successful, and also they are, um, in some ways, I don't want to uh, generalize this, are more committed and than somebody who may be doing it in a full-time basis. Again, I will come to the full-time, but I, I will, I, what I mean to say is that a full-time minister has just most probably one thing, that is his ministry, but a vocational has to uh, do all the responsibilities of the church, and on top of that, he, has, he or she will have to do um, the secular work or the work they are going, you know, doing, and they are not a burden to the church or to the ministry, and they are actually supporting themselves. And uh, especially with people who pioneer ministry work and everything, we see uh, this is uh, there is a lot of uh, people who do that. And uh, when COVID hit uh, in the last uh, few years, when many churches and many people were impacted financially and in other ways, uh, we have seen a lot of people uh, come out from full-time ministry, and I have uh, seen few instances where they are doing something else, they are doing some work, but at the same time, they are engaged in ministry in some capacity. I w I'm not saying those people are fully bivocational. They could be, but bivocational is truly, in my view, people who are doing two jobs. One is a job which gives them the money to meet their expenses and their needs, and the other one is they're fully engaged in the ministry. So is there anything wrong with doing a bivocational ministry? 
Um, absolutely no. There are challenges with doing bivocational ministry. Uh, but there are, I don't think anything wrong as long as God has called you to do that. Um, again, I would say it goes back to the calling. Uh, if you are not called as a, to do a bivocational ministry, you're going to struggle absolutely. But if you have, uh, if you're called to do full-time ministry, you should do full-time ministry. Um, so there is nothing wrong. And in the Bible also we see, as I said earlier, uh, Paul, uh, Acula, Priscilla, and there were other, other people who supported uh, themselves. Uh, and uh, there were also occasions where offerings were taken, help was provided, but there were also instances. So I don't think there is anything wrong with um, doing a bivocational ministry. So as you said, there are challenges going into doing a bivocational ministry. So I want to ask you, what are the pros and cons of doing a bivocational ministry? Yeah, so this is a question where I can tell you from my own experience, right? Because I do this. I actually do, I would say, tri-vocational because uh, I have uh, three things, my job and then church and then another ministry. So um, let me start with some pros or some good advantages of doing bivocational ministry. Number one, um, you are not dependent on anyone to provide you the finances. Um, and then you can do ministry a little bit more free because sometimes I have come across churches where when pastors are um, supported by the church, uh, they, run, they have their own challenges because of that, right? So um, some people may try to say things which may be hurtful uh, because they have been supported. Some people have a lot of expectations which the pastor is not able to meet. Um, so those things happen. So that is one thing that they can meet their own needs. Number two, um, a bivocational minister will be very much in the marketplace, uh, just like the other members of the church. I think they can relate more to what is happening at the workplaces and uh, in the marketplace compared to a full-time minister who may not have much exposure to what is happening. So this person will be able to relate more to the members who may be going through similar challenges, struggle. I, let me say this way, they can speak the same language in many cases, which others may not be able to speak. The other um, advantage is, um, I would say, um, a bivocational minister um, is actually giving a lot of freedom to the church so that uh, money can be spent on missions and other initiatives. Mm. So because they are uh, basically being relieved uh, of the burden or the responsibility uh, of paying the pastor, and that can come up to a huge amount if you really look at it, and that really helps, right? And it also helps people to help and support other missions, other organizations, other ministries. And uh, since they are not uh, fully giving support to the pastor, right? And so I would say these are some uh, high level or basic um, advantages. Now let me come to the disadvantages or the cons of doing a bivocational ministry. First thing I would say this is not for everyone unless we are called to do it because this is a struggle. Ministry itself is a challenge. It's a spiritual battle. It's a struggle. And uh, on top of that, you have the stress associated with the ministry. So, for example, if you're doing the pastoral ministry of a church, um, what happens is 
people will have issues, people will have challenges and uh, you will have to deal with all those things along with the challenges and the issues you are having at workplace. The other thing I have come across personally is a lot of times at your workplace you don't, you're doing what you're supposed to do. You get a lot of recognition and you got a lot of appreciation and everything but uh, in the ministry you may be not be getting that. So you may think that oh first of all I'm not taking any money, I'm doing it voluntarily, I'm struggling and then uh, people are not responding so there could be discouragements and there could be this temptation to leave it. So that's very much over there because you're not dependent on the ministry for your survival. You're only doing it because you feel like God has called you or you know that God has called you to do it. So there is always this temptation to quit it because at the end of the day, if you are truthful and sincere, you are not gaining much from a worldly sense by doing that. The other um, challenge I would say is you are not going to do everything a full-time minister can do unless you are a superhuman. <laughs> because if a pastor, if, if the church is small or big, doesn't matter. Um, actually, if the church is really big and you have associates or other pastors, it may be become, sometimes it can become easier. But if you are doing, you know, a mid-sized mid church or even a smaller church, a lot of times, a lot of responsibility falls on your head, right? And um, there is a lot of things which you have to do and you don't have anybody else doing it. And then on top of that, there is pastoral care, there is pastoral thing, you know, visitations and sometimes uh, there could be um, a lot of other things which are related to the ministry which you are not able to do it. Personally, I would say that, you know, sometimes I feel guilty that I'm not doing everything I should be doing because of the limitation of time and other reasons. So that is another uh, problem I would say that you won't be able to do. You will have to actually come up with uh, a good e expectation for yourself saying that, okay, if I'm going to work 40 hours, uh, you know, for my job in a week, I only have this many hours to do the ministry. And uh, these are the only things I can do. Let's say you have like 20 hours allocated to do the ministry. You cannot ex expect to do like 40 hours worth of things in that 20 hours, right? So that is the thing. Another thing, um, you will have to make sacrifices uh, because sometimes uh, you may not get the opportunity to go to vacation like other people will go because your vacations are mostly consumed by ministry. Let's say your church has got some special events going on or other things. You may have to devote some of your uh, time into uh, ministry and you may not be in the same mode. So this is a big calling. This is a calling with a lot of sacrifices uh, which comes with its own advantage and its own disadvantages. So unless and until again I will say God has given you a call to do this this can become a big challenge. So not being able to do everything? No, you can't actually. Because uh, let's say, let's say a full-time pastor uh, does a hospital visit every, uh, like three days a week during the lunch hour, right? That used to be the typical scenario in some places. But if you're working during that time, how are you going to do that? So you'll have to sneak into your evenings. And then what happens is if, you are, if you're doing, taking time out of the evenings, you will lose time with your family <coughs> and you will lose time uh, which you have allocated for something else. Then on top of that, you have to prepare for the messages, for the ministry. 
and um, you have so many other things going on and sometimes some people may be dealing with some issues where you have to spend special time with those people and then some people may feel neglected which can happen with full time ministry too i'm not saying it cannot happen there but with bivocational you're you're very much limited with your time and your hands are really tied up with what you can really do so i would say anybody listening to this uh, talk that if you know anybody or your pastor is doing multiple things or by have mercy on them because um, sometimes uh, they also have like um, the same amount of hours like you like 164 hours a week like you have and uh, think about how much you accomplish after doing your job what are the things you do and then think about what are the things that uh, pastor or the minister is doing and uh, then you will realize that uh, this is a this is a challenge. There are a lot of challenges with that. So what really goes into a doing a bivocational ministry? I know that if you're called by God, God will give you that uh, guidance, but what really goes into it? Yeah, I, I would say, first of all, a um, um, lot of times we define success in many ways, right? And there is always this temptation that uh, we define success by the numbers and other things. But uh, in God's sight, success is uh, measured by our level of faithfulness. So we have to be faithful. So as you, you know, as we both were saying, and you repeated me in this sense that uh, God's called. So if God has called, we need to be faithful. And then uh, we need to stand for the vision uh, which God has given. And then we also have to take it um, seriously um, that uh, this is also a ministry. Sometimes people can be lax and um, think that, okay, this is not something I really wanted to do, but I've been interested to do this. So, But we should not do that. If, if that's the feeling we have, we should, you know, excuse ourselves. But uh, we should take it seriously and we should have integrity in our life. And then um, the commitment should not go down. If we are having that ministry uh, in the church, we should be committed to the church. We just can't say... I remember like uh, somebody was telling me once that there was this pastor who was doing some job and every day he will conclude the Sunday service early because he had to go to his job, mm. right? But then the question is, okay, a Sunday service is a very key service of a church, so can you find a job where you don't have to do that on a Sunday morning, right? So I'm not telling, like sometimes people can end up in that scenario, so. but as a pastor, it can be very, very challenging but because that's impacting what you're doing and it's impacting others too. So the commitment to your church is very, uh, very important. Um, and sometimes um, if your job is actually um, taking a lot of time, I said 40, but let's say you are in a job where it takes 40, 50, 60 hours, you should pray and consider a change because um, after spending... 60 or uh, 70 hours at your work and you can't do any ministry and it will impact your sermon preparation it will impact everything um, the other thing is uh, we should not lose the passion we have to keep up that passion as i said there will be challenges people will be coming uh, people may certain say certain things which uh, you know that you're not able to do because of your limitation so that's very important um, have strong faith in God that it is God who has called you. And um, uh, one more thing, we did some episodes on time management. Time management is very key here because if you're not able to do it, it, it can all look very messy, you know. And then um, 
you need to focus on your personal growth also. If you're not personally growing, you cannot help others to grow. So that is very, very key. And um, we can enlist the help of others, uh, right? Uh, if you are a bivocational, you can look for opportunities where things can be delegated and you can equip others to help you with uh, ministry things. So that is, that is very important. So there are a lot of things which goes. I don't think there is anything less than a full-time minister does. Like there, are, there may not be anything, you know, in practically speaking. But here the additional challenge is you're also working and then you are doing all these things. So I know you do more of an extreme of a bivocational because you have three parts to it. You work in a job, you are a pastor of a church, and then you also do a ministry. So what is your personal experience doing a bivocational ministry? Yeah, I think uh, for this talk I did not prepare or reference, uh, refer to any material. This is all coming from my own experience. Um, yes, I think when you said three things, right? And now we are added more things like thriving talk, thriving mm -hmm. newsletter. Uh, I write blogs every week. Uh, and then I also produce some other content. Uh, so I am almost thinking that uh, I have four things <laughs> with me. Uh, and I also give leadership in a student ministry called as ICPF International. And then uh, I am also pastoring the church and at the job, right? So. Coming back to your question, um, why am I doing all these things is, first of all, I'm convinced that God wants me to do it. So that's why none of these things are a drudgery to me or a, um, you know, something which I don't like. I like doing all these things, so that is very important. Uh, when I'm in my church, I'm doing the, whatever I'm doing in the church, I actually enjoy it to a large extent. You know, there are things which I don't enjoy. Uh, but majority of the things I enjoy doing it. Number two, in the ministry where I'm giving leadership, I enjoy doing that. Um, the things I'm doing, I enjoy doing that. I'm not compul under any compulsion. It is not because somebody is giving me anything that I'm doing all these things. These are all voluntary things. The only thing which gives me something back is, like from a worldly perspective, is the job I do, right? Uh, there also I'm giving my 100%, right? In the sense, like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So, so keeping all these things and planning your life around all these things is very, very important. So my personal experience, I would say as responsibilities grew, I realized that without having proper time management, things are all going to be in a big mess because I won't be able to uh, faithfully do. And one more key thing here is um, all these areas where I am engaged, it is not like I am passive in some things. Sometimes people can be involved in multiple things, but they're passive in a uh, few things and active in one or two things, right? In my case, I am active in all four things. Uh, very active, actually, uh, in all the four things. So that brings um, its own challenges and added um, challenges. So some, I will give you one example. Sometimes I have to pick and choose between two things. And the question is, what will I pick? So then I have to really think about what will be more beneficial. So for example, I have a church meeting and I have a meeting uh, which is for the ministry. So now, the both are important, but what is more important? And based on that, I have to pick one because I can't be in both uh, meetings at the same time. So there has been many occasions like that where I have to do. Like for example, every Monday I have a conflict. Uh, 
um, because uh, there is a conflict with, with uh, two meetings going on at the same time. So I've decided that uh, I will pick one because one is more important in that scenario. But then I also have a conflict on other days where I pick the other one because I feel like that is more important. So sometimes it, it can get challenging. And uh, so, so unless and until you don't manage your time, you don't um, really plan out things and you don't prioritize things, you don't understand what is more important when you're equally committed to everything. Uh, it can become uh, very difficult. So that's my personal experience. But I would say that uh, my hope is uh, some, some, someday we will realize that, uh, you know, it was a privilege that God actually chose me and saw me uh, worthy of entrusting uh, these responsibilities rather than giving me just one. But let me also tell you, the day God calls and tells me that I need to come for full-time, I will do that because I still feel like what a full-time minister can bring on, bring in uh, bivocational cannot do and what bivocational can bring a full-time cannot do. Both have its own role. Uh, I think I have told you many times, if God calls you to the ministry, uh, it will be much better if you do full-time yeah. uh, because it's a very... Uh, difficult thing to balance everything in life. And then don't forget about the family aspect and don't forget about other social aspects. Uh, there are so many other things also which gets added to this whole mix. Uh, and sometimes people can think that they are being neglected uh, and um, you don't, uh, you're not paying much attention to them, but that's not intentional. Uh, a lot of times there may be other things which are more pressing and more priority than what people really understand. So in those scenarios, uh, it can get really challenging. But I would call myself as a purely a bivocational because uh, of the nature of things I do. So do you have any final thoughts or things to say to our viewers? Um, yeah, I think I've, I've shared most of the things, uh, but I would say, it may sound challenging, it may sound uh, that, you know, this is difficult, but I will really tell you that I enjoy this to a large extent uh, because uh, sometimes when I feel like I failed or I could not do something or I have been accused or told that I have not been good enough when I really know that I put my best, I feel like, you know, God, uh, I don't know how to say that. I, I get find some satisfaction with other things I do. Uh, so there is a balancing act over there. So um, even though it sounded a uh, little difficult, but I would say that if God has really called us to do something like this, it will be a joyful experience and God will give us the grace to survive and move forward each day. So I don't think it is, we should see this as a, big problem if God calls us to do a bivocational ministry and we should actually submit ourselves and if we are diligent and if we give ourselves to the hands of God, God will give us the wisdom, guidance and understanding and help us to be successful um, in, in whatever we are doing. So thank you for sharing that and I've really been wanting to do this episode because it's really amazing how you do it. So really, thank you for sharing. 
To all our listeners, thank you for listening. In the coming weeks, we'll be coming back with more dads and editions of Thriving Talk, and I'll be asking more questions to my dad. As we said in the beginning, this episode is available on many different platforms. Do not forget to follow or subscribe the Thriving Talk podcast on your favorite platform to receive new episodes as they get released. Also remember that my dad has a weekly newsletter in which he shares a lot of good information. The link to the newsletter is in the show notes. Feel free to subscribe to the newsletter. We'll be back, but until then, remember that we need to listen to what God has to say to us and follow his plans for our lives. God bless you all.